Hi, I'm Billy Glosson, lead pastor of Coram Deo Church in Morganton, North Carolina, and you're listening to the Coram Deo Podcast, a place to engage with sermons, devotionals, prayer, and everything else we're doing at Coram Deo. Thanks for listening. I guess, yeah, that's a good way to get started. Let's talk about that. So kind of jump it in this morning. We, um, looking at our last year, God was so kind to us at the start of 2020. Um, we had just an unbelievable gift where we were able to take our foster daughter to Disney World, and it was bonkers. It was awesome. I get it, Disney people. I get it. Like, I never understood. You know, I've never been a Disney guy. Like, I mean, I, I like Disney movies just like everybody else, but I wasn't like, you know, all in on Disney. But then I went to Disney World, and I'm like, I get it. I see it. It was amazing. We had a blast. And we came back, and... Um, we had some tough, long days with our, our, our foster daughter, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of that, but we still were, were kind of just working through, processing, and the state made the decision to move her to be closer with her sister, and we understood that, but it was very challenging and difficult, and so within one weekend, she moved, and then the world kind of stopped for a bit. And Hannah lost both jobs. And we were like, hold on. What? What do we do here? It seems like our whole world, everything had just kind of changed. We had just started Sunday morning gatherings. More people were coming to visit. It felt like we were on this trajectory, this course towards growth for the church. Um, We felt like we were kind of getting our footing a little bit as parents, but also not at the same time because whoever has that. And then um, Hannah really was thriving um, as a sub just like was getting requested by, and I'll pick on her on this because she's not here right now, which is why I'm telling you all this. Um, she was just killing it and was, um, man, she was just getting like call after call, like asking her to come and sub because people loved her and actually was like uh, maybe a couple job offers in the fall for possible teacher's assistant stuff. It was great. We were like, man, this is awesome. And then just stopped. So we chewed on that and we spent the last really, you know, seven weeks just processing, you know, where are we at um, with foster care, where are we at with as parents, where are we at and all this. And I sat down yesterday, um, which Mother's Day is a very challenging day. For those of you who don't know us super well, um, we had a late term miscarriage a few years ago. And then, you know, it's, yesterday was, was hard because we had a late term miscarriage and then we had a foster daughter that we really loved and we thought could potentially lead to adoption and it didn't. And that was really tough. And so, you know, yesterday was tough. It was tough for Hannah. It was tough for me. And then yet at the same time, we ended last night laughing and rejoicing. And I was headed to bed and I was thinking to myself, why is that, that we can have joy, that we can laugh even though it's a really tough day, and even though things are really hard. And it's because God's kind. So one cool thing is Hannah actually got, um, and it's it's not a permanent thing, but she got a job this week where she's working three days at the hospital, um, which is good, you know, because you get a little stir-crazy when you're at home. So it was cool to see her scrub up this morning and head in, and I'm, I'm going to go a little bonkers without her, but I got plenty of work to do myself. So I just like having her around. I've gotten really used to seeing her all the time for the last seven weeks, except for the short times I go into the office during the week. But nonetheless, I am here 
flying solo. So I got no one to tell me to wrap it up or to stop talking. So for those of you who are watching, just buckle up. Here's what we're going to be. We're going to be in Psalm 107. And what I want us to consider is um, this really awesome quote from Paul Tripp. He says, the DNA of joy is thankfulness. Have you noticed that entitled complaining people don't happen to be very joyful? The DNA of joy is thankfulness. So let's keep that in mind and let's read Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in afflictions and in irons, for they had rebelled against the word of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. That's right. Those who rebelled against the Lord, God used the suffering and affliction in this world to bow their hearts down so that he might deliver them. Woo! He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds open. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the door of bronze and cuts into the bars of iron. Some were fools, though. Through their sinful ways, because of their iniquities, they suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works for the children of man, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds and song and joy. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord for his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which he lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wits end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turns a river into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into salty waste because of evil of its inhabitants. But he turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water, and there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield, 
by his blessing they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish when they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow. He pours contempt on praises and makes them wander in trackless waters, but he raises up the needy out of affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Whoo, the Psalms are awesome, y'all. If you don't spend time in the Psalms, you should. This is just a, a, an overwhelming reminder again and again that God works, that somehow God even uses dark moments and dark days for our good and His glory. Now, again, I said this earlier that the DNA of joy is thankfulness. Uh, just a quick story. When I was a senior in college, I was engaged, um, and I was going to get married to someone, not Hannah. And uh, that engagement fell through. Uh, my my fiancé broke it off, and I'm not going to get into the specifics, but for pretty um, hurtful reasons, and it was very hard and difficult and I went back to school, and we had set up our entire um, we had set up our entire lives so that we could be in the same class together, um, that we could uh, like kind of have life together, really. So everywhere I went, we had all the same classes. You know, we had the same lunchtime, all that kind of stuff, and it was excruciating. And I remember just being really downtrodden and frustrated and sad and my brother Daniel basically forcing me to go to Chorus Church with him just saying hey man you need to not just give 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 but you need to sit and receive and be in community and participate in that way and early on I would go and I just kind of like I looked like a sad emo kid right I had like swoopy long emo hair and was just like moping all the time so I went to this church and I remember a guy just saying hey man can I take you out and can we go get some food? And I said, uh, yeah, sure, I guess. And I didn't know him from Adam, right? Never really hung out with this guy. I knew Daniel knew him, but I didn't really know him super well. And he took me to Gumby's Pizza, which is awesome. And I miss a lot in Columbia, Missouri. And Shakespeare's is great, and I enjoy it and love it. But sometimes you just need some Gumby's. And we went to Gumby's, and we're sitting there. We're eating some pizza. We're chatting. We're having a good time. And he says, I just want to tell you a little bit about my story. So this is my buddy Ryan. Ryan tells me all about some of the struggles he's faced and um, how he can struggle with depression. And he tells me that in order to combat depression, in order to combat just the dark lies of the enemy, we have to start practicing gratitude, start practicing thankfulness. He said, Billy, I want you to start thanking God for everything. Anything you can think of. God, thank you that I um, am able to breathe this morning, that I woke up with air in my lungs. God, thank you that I have running water when I'm taking a shower so that I can uh, become clean. God, thank you when I sit down to read your word that I actually know how to read. That There are people in this world who don't have this gift of knowledge, and yet I have more books than I could ever hope. Just, just anything and everything that you could possibly think to thank God. God, thank you that I have the means to make a delicious cup of coffee in the morning to wake me up and enjoy your presence as the sunlight comes through. 
all these things that just like, even if you don't feel like it, because what happens is as you start to thank God, as gratitude starts to take a root in your heart, eventually your heart catches up with your mouth. The things that you're saying eventually start to settle in and you start to realize that despite dark days, despite circumstances, that God is still good. Now, I say all that fully aware of what it's like to lose a job and for things to just go wild and wacky and not not be sure like how you're going to make it through the situation. Yet, if we believe in Jesus, we have reason to be thankful even still because we know (laughs) that because of the steadfast love of the Lord and because of his wondrous works to the children of man, we have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ. And if we are going to have joy, if we're going to have hope in the midst of, despite hard days, it's going to be because our hearts are full of gratitude. So what does it look like for you today to fight for joy? What does it look like for you to have thankfulness well up in your heart, So that the praises from your lips causes your heart to swell and rejoice at the goodness of our God. Hannah and I are able to rejoice. That's not easy. Yesterday was very hard. But we're able to have grateful hearts because we are reminding each other constantly of all we have been given in Jesus that we can be thankful for. All the small gifts and good graces like a sweet pup (laughs) who makes his presence known on these every time I do them. Like good food in the morning, like planting a garden, all of these little gifts that God gives us to remind us that he is good and that one day he will make all things new. So today, be thankful. And may that thankfulness lead to a deep, resounding joy. Let's pray together. God, you are so good. You are so gracious. (laughs) You call us to give thanks because you are good and your steadfast love endures forever. God, you have redeemed us from trouble. You fill our hungry souls with good things. You shatter the oppressive bars of Satan's sin and death. You bring us in to see your wondrous works. Lord, would we be a people who extol you, who have grateful hearts. Would we have thanksgiving ever on our lips, Lord Jesus? We praise you because you are good. We ask God for those who are really pressing through in hard days that you would give them grace upon grace, that you would remind them of your goodness. Lord, that they would have moments of joy and sweetness in the midst of dark days. You are good, Lord, and your steadfast mercy is unending. We love you, Jesus. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Quorum Deo podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or our website, quorumdeonc.com. 
You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram for a bigger picture inside the life of the church. Grace and peace be with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.